You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today, so let's get right to it. We're going to talk a little bit about the national championship game between the Georgia Bulldogs, the number one seed against the number three seed, TCU Horned Frogs. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NFL, but first right into the national championship game, Danny, which in my opinion wasn't a game uh, very long. 65 to 7. The Georgia Bulldogs goes ahead and repeats as national champion champions. Uh, and where you had Stetson Bennett mm-hmm. go 18 for 25 for 304 yards, four passing touchdowns, a couple rushing touchdowns, six touchdowns in total. Uh, this was no contest, Danny. Mm-mm. Uh, at all. Uh, in fact, I I watched uh, just the smidge of this game. Uh, ended up listening listening to a little bit on the radio as I was en route to a couple places, and I was just like, and when when I finally got home, I looked at the score and decided to watch the uh, Milwaukee Bucks New York Knicks game instead, which was a better game <laughs> because this game was uh, atrocious in terms of to actually watch sit at home and watch the game for those Georgia Bulldogs fans who actually uh, watched it and attended the game. I'm I'm pretty certain that they were loving it. Uh, Congratulations to the uh, alumni base and to the school uh, of the Georgia Bulldogs, TCU Horned Frogs. Congratulations for making a championship game uh, in where you actually beat uh, a Michigan football team that, was primed and ready to go ahead and advance. But nonetheless, they did not uh, advance against the TCU Horn Frogs. And wow, what a game that was. Uh, Danny, what say you about, about these games? Jason, that championship game, I had to turn it off at halftime. It was 38 to 7. It was just, there was no match. I thought TCU had a shot at least keeping it close. I didn't think they would beat mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because they had an up to up tempo offense, which could score and score quickly. But Max Duggan, their quarterback, had two picks. He had 150 yards passing. They kind of exposed him, honestly, from mm-hmm. a pro prospect perspective. Georgia was all over him, and he just it just wasn't his night, or TCU's night for that matter. So mm-hmm. it was tough, man, because those semifinal games. Uh, New Year's Eve night, that Ohio State-Georgia game, which mm-hmm. oh, I know Ohio State is just kicking themselves because they had Georgia on the ropes and yep. in that fourth quarter lost that lead and ended up missing the field goal at the end. And then the Michigan game and TCU, that was a high-scoring game as well, close. So it was it was, it was was ripe for a, a letdown, so to speak, because those games were great on New Year's Eve. And – Georgia just destroyed them. So congratulations to the Bulldogs for taking care of their business. And also congratulations to TCU uh, 
forgetting where they got. They weren't necessarily picked to get this far, and they made it and made it to the championship game. So it was a great season from their perspective, not the way they wanted it to end, but all in all, um, great job. And now, Danny, on to the NFL, where the last week, week 18, was a very interesting week in where obviously the final playoff positionings uh, actually occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that I want to focus in on is this uh, Sunday night game and where the Packers had the opportunity to make the playoffs if they were to go ahead and win uh, this game uh, against the Detroit Lions in Lambeau and Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. It wasn't so frozen, but nonetheless, man, the Lions went ahead and wins this game, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 to 16. The Lions, who uh, were actually uh, put out of the playoffs earlier that day, ends up uh, becoming the foil of the Green Bay Packers. And let me just say this, Danny. I'm actually kind of glad the Packers lost, man. I'm glad they lost for a couple of reasons. One, it gets the Packers a better draft pick. I believe we would have lost the next week anyway against San Francisco in San Francisco. Uh, but two, I'm happy to see Detroit finally, you know, step up here, man. Detroit for so long has just been desolate, man. It's been terrible. Yep. And they at times have had maybe a squad to get them over the hump, but this couldn't get over the hump. And I think now you have a young, hungry team that is finding themselves uh, in the Detroit Lions. If you were to ask me about any other team in the NFC North, I would despise. I can't stand the Chicago Bears for obvious reasons. Can't stand the Minnesota Vikings for obvious reasons, but the Detroit Lions, you know, I'm actually okay with. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions. I'm just going to say it for um, for sweeping the season series against mm-hmm. the uh, Green Bay Packers. Let me also say this, though, too, Danny. I, I think it's really time to start thinking about what the Packers really need here. What I saw in that game was, honestly, the offensive line just not stepping up. Mm-hmm. The offensive line was atrocious, man. They uh, The Lions were just getting at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, again, you have a young, hungry defense in the Detroit Lions against uh, a pretty veteran uh, team uh, in that of the Packers, especially on the offensive line. So... I don't know. There's st- something that needs to be done on the offensive line uh, to make sure that that is solidified. And I'll also say this too. We have drafted defense for so long. I just can't, don't understand how our defense could be this so bad. And there are reports that they're going to keep Joe Barry here as a defensive coordinator, which in my opinion is a mistake. Um, but if they go ahead and keep them, you best believe some improvements need to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think though, too, um, and looking at Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb walk off the field together, uh, could be the last time together as teammates. I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to stay put. It's too much money, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Uh, I think this is the end for Randall Cobb. And for his Green Bay Packers career now, 
whether or not he retires, um, that's another conversation. But I think he's named for Randall Cobb in the Green Bay Packers uniform. Christian Watson, five receptions for 104 yards. Alan Lazard, Lazard, four receptions for 41 yards. This is partially Aaron Rodgers' fault mm-hmm. that the Packers did not make the playoffs. Yeah, a lot of people can say he had a you know, broken thumb. Okay, I get it. But what happened when he didn't have a broken thumb? Mm-hmm. He had the opportunity, in my opinion, uh, during a training camp to really build a rapport with uh, these young wide receivers. And granted, they're a generational part. That is more reason to build a rapport with uh, these these young receivers. And Danny, I, I think that was a, a huge reason and why uh, the offense just didn't click um, yeah. throughout the whole season, quite frankly. Uh, Christian Watson was hurt in a few games in the season. Alan Lazard was hurt a few games in the season. Alan Lazard was, quote-unquote, the number one receiver. Didn't play like it. Christian Watson came in, took that number one spot away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just think that there's a whole lot of questions on on the offensive end. And I believe, though, there were some things that were answered as well. Um, but I think it was good the Green Bay Packers didn't make it into the playoffs. We'll see what happens here in the offseason. Uh, but I just think that the Green Bay Packers are better served to get um, some good quality offensive linemen um, to beef that uh, lineup uh, for, for protection. And they're going to have to do something, too, about this running game, Danny. Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 48 yards. A.J. Dillon, 9 carries for 33 yards. In uh, a winner get-in type situation. And I think LaFleur needs to really concentrate on what does he want this football team to be and look like moving forward. Yep. Um, It's just something that was dismissing the entire season. There are reports that the Packers want to get Hackett back, the now-fired Denver Broncos coach who used to be the offensive coordinator uh, back in Green Bay. Uh, And so there are reports that he wants to come back. LaFleur wants him back. We'll see what happens there. Maybe that was the missing component, but it sure starts, I think, with Aaron Rodgers building a rapport with these young receivers. Um, and uh, what say you, Danny? Uh, first off, congratulations to the Lions. They had nothing to play for but pride. And mm-hmm. for them to come out the way they did and hang around, uh, I think it was more the Packers actually shot themselves in the foot with key turnovers, uh Bad penalties at key moments. Jamal Williams was running all over them. Good on him, man. It was a nice little revenge game for him to get two touchdowns and eliminate the Packers. Jared Goff didn't make any mistakes because usually in these types of games, this is where Jared Goff can cost you in the past. But he he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he didn't throw any interceptions either. And he made some uh, great throws in this game. So it was... Good to see the Lions, actually. I was worried, man, because I didn't want y'all making the playoffs. I was hating. But but for them to do what they did, and this also goes back to the NFL, man, because this game should have been played when Seattle was playing. And Tennessee and Jacksonville should have been Sunday night because 
knowing Detroit didn't have anything technically to play for coming into this game, it was setting up for Green. But they had everything set up for him on a silver platter to go into the playoffs, and Detroit spoiled it. Aaron Rodgers, man, they're all in his grill, like you said, with the offensive line. He actually had another interception on a questionable call. They called it back. It was like a hands to the face on Detroit. But he could have had another interception in that game, too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm curious how they play this in the offseason because their run defense is not good at all. Not good at all. Nope. And that seems to be a a constant every year, even though their cornerbacks, you know, they have Alexander, the highest paid cornerback, and they have some key defensive linemen, but they can't stop the run. I don't know what it is with them and stopping the run, but I think that's one thing in particular they need to address in the offseason if they plan to improve. And then, yeah, what they're going to do with the receiver, I think I'm bring someone in, like a veteran, to compliment Watson and Dobbs. Well, now you guys can join us at BW3s to watch these games over, <laughs> over this playoff weekend and uh, get ready for the offseason. <laughs> And speaking of your team, Danny, your Falcons wins the final game of the season, 30-17 to 17 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. uh, and where uh, Ritter goes 19 for uh, 30, 224 yards, two touchdowns. 30-17, Danny, but uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers still advanced to make it into the playoffs. Uh, what say you about your Falcons win? Congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons on this victory. Granted, Tampa Bay uh, put their starters, most of their starters on the bench in the second half, but it was a great confidence boost for Desmond Ritter, man, because he got his first two touchdowns or first touch passing touchdowns of the season. Uh, and Jason, if you remember back in week three, maybe we played the Buccaneers. And if you remember, there was a questionable roughing the passer call against the Atlanta Falcons against Tom Brady. If Atlanta wins that game, Atlanta's in the playoffs. If all things hold true, not the Buccaneers. But granted, that's all hindsight, whatever. But now the Atlanta Falcons are another team that have a lot of questions going into the offseason and what they're going to do. They have a boatload of cash, over $130 million in cap space. Uh, what are they going to do in the draft? Do they stick with Ritter? So... The free agent pool, I'm I'm curious how they play this, if they just build up the defense and then pick up a couple guys on offense. But all in all, man, Algier had a great season. Ritter played, started he every game he improved. Kyle Pitts was out. So getting him back with Ritter, that's what I wish could have happened because to see those two and what kind of chemistry they had. Drake London had a great finish to the season. So they had a lot of positives going into the offseason. Now it's just a matter of what the front office is going to do because now this is their time. They have pretty much gotten rid of everything from the past and all these bad contracts and everything else. And now they have a great pick uh, in the first round. They have some young talent. And how are they going to build around that? Do they bring in a veteran quarterback? And continue to develop Ritter behind the veteran or just let Ritter go. So this is going to be an exciting offseason for us to see what we do and um, what improvements they make to the squad. And Danny, 
we're in the midst of the playoffs. And so for the NFC, mm-hmm. number one seed ended up being the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, number two seed, San Francisco 49ers. The three seed, Minnesota Vikings. Four seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five seed, Dallas Cowboys. Six seed, New York Giants. And seven seed, Seattle Seahawks. And um, come Saturday uh, in the NFC, you have the Seattle Seahawks uh, at the San Francisco 49ers, which is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, come Sunday, you have the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then come Monday, uh, yes, Monday, uh, you have the Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let me just give you my prediction real quickly here, Danny. Yep. Uh, I see that uh, the 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, it's going to be tight, but 49ers going to win this game, Danny. I do not trust the Minnesota Vikings, but I don't trust the New York Giants either. <laughs> I'm going to roll with the Minnesota Vikings on this one, but, man, I'm just not – I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. And the, these Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know what the hell going to happen in this game, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go. Uh, can't go. I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys, man. And Dak is just too inconsistent. Uh, throwing that many interceptions. Mm-hmm. I might go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, Danny. But that's gonna be a tight game. That's gonna be a tight game. Mm-hmm. What say you about the NFC? Jason, looking at these matchups, uh, first off, congratulations, Gino and team, Seattle Seahawks make it to the playoffs, even though they limped in, they made it. Uh, they had some luck with the Lions winning, and they missed some field goals in their game, Well, they almost lost to the Rams. So they snuck in, and they get to play the 49ers. I don't see it as being a close game. I think the 49ers uh, do some damage against Seattle just – I don't know. Seattle's just been too inconsistent for me. So I'm going 49ers there. Giants and Vikings. So they played a few weeks ago, and the Giants played the Vikings close, and the Vikings hit a 61-yard field goal to beat them at the end by three. They're at home. I'm going to go with Minnesota. But (laughs) I can definitely see the Giants pulling upset here because all – Tell tell you the truth, all these games and all these teams, they're not playing great. Mm-mm. So anything can really happen here. And mm-hmm. I think the Giants do match up well with the Vikings. So I think the Vikings, though, can pull this off just because they're at home. Mm-hmm. They play better at home. And that's what I'm going with. That Dallas Tampa Bay game. Ah. <laughs> The way Dallas played last week and to get beat the way they did and the way Dak played the way he did. And then Tampa Bay, they did before they played us last week. They did have a good game against Carolina, but their defense is not good. But they do play better at home. So I'm going to give the nod to Tampa Bay just because they're playing at home. If they're on the road, I would definitely take Dallas. In the AFC, Danny, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, ends up with the number one seed with the bye. Uh, the number two seed, uh, Buffalo Bills. Number three, Cincinnati Bengals. Number four, Jacksonville Jaguars. Five, the Los Angeles Chargers. 
six Baltimore Ravens and seven Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Danny, let me just say, uh, Tua's not playing in in this game. Uh, he's been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have loved to have seen uh, a full and healthy Miami Dolphins team against the Buffalo Bills. I think Miami Dolphins offense is is one to really uh, watch out for. Unfortunately, Tua is not uh, healthy enough. I'm going Buffalo Bills on that one, and plus they're playing in the cold. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going Cincinnati on that one. Uh, there's no telling what's happening in the quarterback position uh, for Baltimore. And I, I believe somebody just got a contract and people are wondering what's going on with with uh, contracts and everything in Baltimore. It's too much stuff happening, man. So I'm going Cincinnati Bengals on that one. The game that I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, though, uh, is Los Angeles Chargers against the Jacksonville Jaguars, where you have two young young quarterbacks going at it. Yeah. Uh, and this game is on Saturday. Uh, the other games are on Sunday in the AFC. Uh, Saturday is going to be a great day because, man, I'm just going to be watching football on Saturday. Give me my drink, uh, and let me just go ahead and watch these, watch these games, man. I'm going. Uh, that's a that's going that's a tough one, Danny. Mm-hmm. That is a tough one. I'm I'm leaning towards Jacksonville on that one. They're playing at home. Chargers have to fly across country. It's yep. on a Saturday. They just played on Sunday. They had to fly across country. And Jacksonville plays pretty well at home. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning towards uh, Jacksonville. Duval. <laughs> we'll see what happens. What say you, Danny, about the AFC? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Jason... Uh, I agree with you on the Buffalo game. With Tua not playing, even if Tua was playing, I think Buffalo wins. Also going Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson, not sure what's going on there, if he's going to play, if he's out. So with all that questionable stuff going on there, Cincinnati's at home. I think they take care of business at home. I'm going to go on the other side just to make it interesting. I'm going to take the Chargers <laughs> to beat Jacksonville. I agree with all your points with Jacksonville. They play better at home. Cross-country flight for the Chargers. And it Chargers are so inconsistent. You don't know what – I don't know what it is, man, with the NFL and these teams, man. But it's like no one's like – head and shoulders above anyone. And I think we've said that multiple times over the season where anything can happen on any given Sunday or Saturday or Monday in this case. But I'm going to take the Chargers to beat Jacksonville on Saturday night. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.